I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, some this and that, some do this, do that, and the 100-day project. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 437. Do this, then that. And maybe it should be do it as soon as you think about it. My best shot at what I had planned for this show was several weeks ago. I just didn't realize it. I didn't realize it was time-bound in that way. I kept putting it off week to week, stacking up my olive jars and redoing my olive jars and not throwing out my olive jars, and I missed the chance. I didn't even realize that would happen. Again, I missed the chance, missed the feeling. And I am starting to think that show is a mythic show, like some bird that birders go out year after year hoping to see, hoping to check off their life list. I don't know. I have to be in just the right space to make it real. And now, now we are into the final week of January. So a different show, a sense of being muddled, the sense of plodding along, consistent, yes, even in certain ways, yes, but maybe not exciting. Is this plotting effective or is it just passing time? This January mood, I should have recorded that show I wanted earlier. I should have known that the days of January swallow me whole. I see that now looking back. I remember a snow globe moment and naively thought I could hold on to it bring its magic into fullness later, shake it up, let it all fall. Calm, the glow, the shine, the sparkle, the magic. But January, it's one of those hindsight things and a self-preservation thing. I think I forget every year how certain months feel until I'm in the crux of it and think, hmm, is this familiar? Is this a pattern? Is this a cycle? Does it always feel this way? Does this always happen this month? And then I forget again until I'm several weeks into a span and look at the rocky trail behind me and wonder, is this always the case? I think it's self-preservation that we forget, that we forget that we just go on into these days and think everything will be a certain way, and we forget that we maybe have a pattern. As I jotted down notes one night this week, I was waiting for my computer to run a memory check. My virus software expired with the turn of the year. It had been free from our service provider and is no longer available. And within a day of uninstalling and installing a new free option, My computer started blue screening. Yes, it did. There have been other blue screens in my house in recent weeks on much newer equipment. When my first blue screen arrived, I definitely felt like I'd been touched. Someone didn't stay far enough away. 
masks on. It's silly, but blue screens are always startling. A blue screen is always startling. It hits you somewhere deep when you're working on something and you all of a sudden have that screen. I find myself hitting control S all the time now. The desire to save, hold on, minimize loss, beat whatever internal clock is ticking away because I know something's going to trigger that blue screen again. Racing against that clock. I wonder if recording my daily numbers has been backfiring on me. I talked about this in episode 436. I think it was in the last show. I added this into my dashboard tracking that I'm doing. So every day, right around five, I have continued to do this. I stop, I decide on a number for the day, and I enter it. And I have had a string of days where my here's my number to hold the day, which I have reservations about to begin with, this ability to cast a day into a number, into a single number. My here's my number to hold the day has not been so good. If I waited and recorded the number at 11 or so, maybe there would be an overall boost, an overall shift in the numbers if you looked at a trend line. And I talked about that in that other show. I know that the difference in the time of day could really make a difference. So I'm at least being consistent. So five-ish is working. It is consistent. It's something I think about and stop and do before I sleep or shut off my computer for the next hour or so. But January hasn't been the most buoyant of months. Yes, there are good things happening around us. Some, yes. But our daily numbers are about our own reality, our own existence, our own 24-hour span. What it was today. What did today feel like as I woke and then sat in the same place and then worked all day? What did that feel like? A single number. The numbers tell an unexpected tale for me. And somehow seeing the number and the trend hasn't jolted me out of it. That's why I'm wondering if it's backfiring. But seeing the numbers and the trend is making me more aware of the pattern. Without the numbers, I have just a general feeling, an amorphous sense that I'm feeling this way or that way. But with the numbers, the story is right there. It's clear. I'm not going to stop the tracking. I actually think this is really good. I still am always tempted to question my number, but I'm really fighting against that. I'm not letting myself second think it or overthink it or doubt it or change it. I just go with it. I am continuing to go with it. Whatever that designation is in that moment is what I enter. One of the things I do at that point, though, is also enter a short note. And sometimes that note addresses the number. I've noticed myself doing that more and more. I enter the number, and then I start my note, and it's a very short note. But sometimes I start out with, I'm surprised it's not lower or not higher, 
or here's how the day was. Those little summary notes, one of the best things I've been doing. I've been tinkering with my online system. I continue to do that. I'm spending time every day. I keep adding new elements to it and new connections, new ways to bring this into a much more smart and holistic form. This is really an area that I groove on, that I dig. What I have going right now is totally working. I'm just continuing to build onto it. But I'm happily tracking daily things, tracking my daily drawing in a way that I have always wanted to and haven't done before, tracking my reading, my TV, my audiobooks, and lots of other things. The daily note? It's a good thing. Yes, I have a box on my tracker that says, did I do long form notes today and a long form journal entry because I really wanted to get back into that and maybe I will still manage it. Right now, the box is basically unchecked, but this other column, the summary note happens every day. I'm going to take that as a win. And every time I make a cup of coffee, I do three squats. We'll see how long that lasts. I'm experimenting with something. I've only read the intro to one of the books on my phone right now. And for some reason, that's what I started. It's a super small thing by design. It is intended to be super small. So I will update later on what that's about and why. I am close to finishing something else I'm reading that is a memoir of sorts. And then I'm going to get back to this habits thing. I've been thinking about the 100-day challenge, and I have some notes on ideas, different things I could do for my 100. And I think I made similar lists the last few years. And I checked, and I did post a list one of those years. I thought I posted a list two years, but maybe not. But I found a 2019 list just to prove to myself it was there today before I recorded. I didn't read it yet. I don't want to skew my thinking on this right now or my discussion of this right now because I am still going to post about this year's. That will happen today. It will be live by the time you hear this. So I have been thinking about what to pick this year. I do have this list of ideas and I've just been casually mulling it, knowing that the date was coming. I've been thinking a little more in depth about these ideas. At least that's what I thought until I saw that I did have that previous post. But I am thinking a little differently this year. And in part, it's related to some other ways I am rethinking goals and diving a little more deeply into the why of certain goals and my thinking surrounding certain goals. So for the 100-day project list, I've been thinking about what each of my ideas offers me or what it will contribute to, what goal of mine it will further, if any, or what skill it will help build, if any. I feel like I need to pick something that is really doable, something I can fit in alongside my daily drawing and the Illustrate Your Week project. Those are taken together part of an overall year project. 
That journal is not just a one-week thing or a one-month thing. That journal is part of this year, and it continues to be a primary focus for me. So this 100-day project, it's an extra. And you know, extras are hard. Extras, we want to do all kinds of extras. Extras can be tricky. Making the extras work and making them work and be sustainable over three plus months, that takes a little bit of thinking, especially when you don't have a lot of time. When you are working in your margins, you have only a certain amount of energy, certain amount of hours, certain amount of free minutes. Even if you have a lot of free minutes, you still only have a certain amount of energy, certain amount of attention span for your creative life, maybe. So I have to figure out an extra that's going to be sustainable, that I can do and want to do time-wise, it will fit. But it also has to have some teeth. Every year, I some of the things I choose, I dub as too simple for me, too simple in that they don't have enough to really hook me. Yes, I could do them, but maybe they don't take enough time for me to really feel like this project has enough weight to it to be something I want to do and share for 100 days. Because for me, part of that project is the sharing of it. What I choose could fit into the Illustrate Your Week project, could be related to pen and ink. It might be related to fountain pens and fountain pen ink. It might be related to something else in ink. It might be related to other kinds of approaches other things that I want to do. Some of the ideas I am drawn to are simple, but maybe not weighty enough to sustain the 100. And some of the things that I would like to do would be harder to share, even though I really should spend 100 days on these things and would probably benefit greatly. They would be harder to share. And so I'm not sure that they are as suited for the 100 days even though I know those kinds of projects can work in that model and they might be the projects most important to furthering my work. But it gets a little complicated. It's the ability to still remain connected to a virtual community, to be showing up, to be showing up, to somehow use my online space or spaces as a form of accountability and accountability tied into this 100-day model, that all works together in a way that is good for me. Doing something for the 100 days that will put me out of sight would mean that I would still need to do something to remain visible and remain seen. That is something I do need. So it gets a little complicated. I'm still thinking it through. Thinking it through and writing it all out is going to be, I think, where things really shift one way or another, where I can see more clearly. I have this list. I'm going to look at some of these questions about why I'm thinking about certain things. And as I write about it and freeform some of these ideas, give them a little bit of of synopsis for myself. I think that hopefully 
I can narrow in. Some years, I really think it ends up being a last minute decision. And I could go with any of these. I could go any way. I think any of these would be fun. I would like to be doing all of these things. That's really the problem. I would like to be doing them all. If I was willing to stop my other daily work, I could definitely do one of those bigger projects and really deep dive in an area and get a head start on a big project, maybe really wade into the waters with a couple of projects that have been backburnered for years, my someday projects. One of my ideas, a simpler thing, requires a new tool. That would be one way to do it. That idea is really tempting. One or two of the ideas would require something very different, something related to a different medium and just forcing myself to do it every day. Sometimes when you're learning something new, the quantity aspect is really important or not even when you're just learning something new, but when you're really pushing at something, the quantity is really important. So doing it over and over and over again is very important, very important to growth and to learning and to building that skill, that muscle memory, whatever you want to call it. And that can be true with other areas of your creative life. So something you might want to do, you might just should do it a hundred times, even if it might not be great. It might not be quite where you want to be. The actual doing is way more important than just sitting and thinking about it and wishing you were that person, wishing you had tried this or that, wishing you had a huge following for this or that. I definitely have a lot of different avenues I could take here. And I think choosing is always really hard for me. So I haven't decided. But I am really happy that the 100 starts earlier this year, January 31. In the past, it has always run into summer challenges. This early start makes it a good new year thing. I already draw daily. So for me, it has to be something with more specificity. Just draw daily and share my drawing would feel like a bit of a cheat, just a personal cheat if I tagged my posts with 100 day project. So just me personally, that's not what I want to do. I'm already doing that other thing. I need an off-road, even if it's just right there on the side of my current path, even if it was just draw this box every day in my illustrated journal as part of my Illustrate Your Week, draw this box and put this in it. That for 100 days is a 100-day project for me. That's a valid way to do it. It's a little different for me than just saying draw every day because I'm already going to do that. But if you are wanting to start drawing or painting or using gouache or doing collage, this can be a great project for that. 100 days can be a great way to start a habit, build a creative habit, explore a creative habit, and carve a space for your creative self. With 100 days at hand, you could track it. You can try different things. Maybe you try working at different times of the day, or maybe in different spaces. You can slowly build your space and your habit, all while tackling something creative for a few minutes a day. And yes, It can be just a few minutes, 
just five minutes you earmark for your creative life. If you are just starting out and you want to do something creative and you want to be like those people you admire at Instagram or at Pinterest or on a blog, you have to start somewhere. And it is okay to start small. It is okay to start in your margins, in the crevices, in a closet, five minutes. And then check off each day that you did it and how you felt about it. Maybe later while you're watching TV or before you start reading before bed, you make a few notes in a journal or phone file. What worked about the five minutes today? What was different today than the day or days before? How did I feel about what I did today creatively? What could I change tomorrow to make it even better? And some days you may find that whatever you did didn't work as well, or you didn't feel as positive about it, or you weren't happy with what you did. But writing that down just quickly, I didn't think today went so well. And maybe it's because I did it after I had this spat or this rant or this person had a meltdown or this broke or this spilled. Maybe I should have tried earlier, or maybe I should have waited until later, or today was awesome. And maybe having a cup of tea right alongside what I'm doing is a really nice, calming thing, whatever it is. I stopped and opened the curtains today, or I shifted where I sat, or I turned my chair, all kinds of things. Your 100-day project isn't necessarily going to be create a creative life, but it certainly can be part of that. And tackling building your creative habit as part of your 100 days could be and can be really empowering. Definitely give you a leg up on where you might want to be creatively. If we all approached our creative lives that way, looking each day at how to make creative time happier, more rewarding, more satisfying, more fulfilling, how to choose what we really should be doing, if we really stop to think about what we did and how it made us feel, why it worked or why it didn't work, stopped and reflected on it, we might all find and make little changes here and there. And little changes add up. Little changes can be important. Little changes can change your daily rating. So 100 days, something every day. There are lots of ways to conceptualize it. I see people get really worked up about how to count things like this, no matter what the challenge is, whether it's 30 days, 60 days, 31, 7, 100 things, 100 this, 100 that. A lot of people get really hyper-focused on how to count it, or they really resist the calendar approach. I tend to go with whatever the challenge is. If the challenge is a 31 day in a specific time frame challenge, that's how I'm going to approach it. Just remember that deciding to do something for 100 days doesn't have to mean 100 finished things. It can be something you work on or practice for 100 days. You could spend 100 days working on one page or one story, or one video, or one quilted project, or you could make a hundred of each of those things. Or maybe you spend a hundred days and end up making 20, but you've spent every day of that hundred working on it, learning something, applying your skills. 
lots of ways to do it. And whether you use the hashtag or not, whether you consider yourself part of the bigger challenge or not, you can easily make it your own. You can really make it your own. There are lots of possibilities for 100-day spans in a year. And how you do it is up to you. Whatever counts to you counts. Challenges are great for inspiration and community. They give you some scaffolding, maybe a number or some prompts. They help give you some contour for the coming three-ish months. They do give you that community vibe or they can. You might make some new contacts or some new peeps, some new friends, some new people that seem to get what you do. Maybe you get what they do. Maybe you do something totally different, but you just kind of really like each other and the way you work and the way you think. That's always a bonus. But remember that these three-ish months are your creative months. They are three-ish months in your life, in your 2021. Choose something you will love. Choose something that you will love, that will have meaning for you, and that ticks off some goal or wish or want in your head and in your heart. I do fall on the side of doing whatever it is for 100 days on the calendar and letting it go after that. But you do you. I also know that even if I start something, it might not stick. I am somehow completely okay with that. The 100-day challenge or 100-day project is something that I know, even if I start it, might not finish. And I might feel bad for just a minute or two. I might feel a little embarrassed, maybe. But it is one that I am completely okay with just letting go. So don't be afraid to start just because you are afraid you might fail or might not finish. Starting is a victory of its own, especially if this is new to you, especially if the idea of doing this challenge sounds really scary, especially if the idea of doing whatever it is for 100 days terrifies you. If you're worried you can't do it, the best thing you can do is start. Starting is a victory of its own, and you might find that you picked the right chair, not too big and not too small. You picked the perfect chair for these 100 days for you right now in this moment. And that's magic indeed. I hope no matter what you pick, whether you're doing this coming challenge or just doing your own thing, a lot of people have all kinds of challenges underway, no matter what you're doing, I hope you approach your art with positivity, that you enjoy it, enjoy your spaces, enjoy what you create, enjoy how you go about it, enjoy how it fits into your life. Your creative life should make you happy. It can do other things too. It can make you appreciate things more. It can make you see and remember more. It can make you observe more. It can make you more mindful. It can make you more calm and more relaxed and more balanced. But it should make you happy. But appreciate that others do it differently. 
approach their own art, their own mindfulness, and their own creativity differently. We each have our own path, and that is valid. I believe each path is valid. We each have to both cherish and protect our path. And we are and should be looking for people who can respect our path. It may not be the same path they take. But mutual respect for each other is really important. And that involves a lot of positivity. Positivity about your own approach and an acceptance and awareness and gracefulness in understanding that someone else does it differently and that you don't have to win. You don't have to over-talk each other. You don't have to agree. You don't have to do it the same. You can still come together and appreciate that we all do it differently. And you can admire and respect other people who do it completely different than you and not ever want to do it that way, but still be completely inspired by that path. And I think that's very important. I think it's very important in so many ways. So I guess the nugget there for you and the reminder and the nudge is just to be really positive about what you're doing. Create your art with positivity. Be happy about it. Let it make you happy. Let it fill you with something that has value and meaning to you. Because otherwise, why? Why do it? Let it be that positive force for you, but also make allowance for the fact that other people do it differently. If you find yourself in a space amidst a bunch of people who are all eager to team up and say only certain things count, you might want to take a walk, get some fresh air. You do you. And remember that everyone starts somewhere. I'll be thinking this week about my 100 days. It's funny now to think of what I tried the last three years. I had one really good year. One year that was so important for me. I loved what I was doing so much, even if nobody else got it. Some people, I think, appreciated it. But I found it to be one of the best things I've ever done. And I didn't finish. I didn't finish. And that was okay. The bunch of days that I did were incredibly powerful for me. It remains one of my favorite projects. And the other two years didn't stick. For very different reasons, they didn't stick. So I'll be thinking, and I hope you will too. And remember, simple counts. Don't let yourself get sucked under by the idea that it has to be what someone else would consider complicated or complex. If drawing a circle and coloring it in each day for 100 days would bring you joy, you should do that. And filling circles is absolutely one of the projects I have been considering. Speaking of circles, that circle a day book that I mentioned back in a previous episode, I did not pull the number. Let's see if I can find it quickly enough. I 
not seeing it. I will pull the title and put it in the show notes as well as the episode. There is a book and it was new at the end of last year. It's all over Instagram right now. Every day you fill in a circle to record your day. And the people doing it make it look awesome and like such a great daily record. I love seeing those posts pop up. You could definitely use a book like that for your 100 days, or it could just be something you do every day. It's definitely a book and a project I think people should consider for tracking their year. I haven't seen the book in person yet, but I think you could probably start anytime. And I will definitely link that. I apologize for not having that title ready. So it was a short show today, but not really. It turned out to not be a short show. I didn't even realize I would talk about the 100 day project. And now I need to get this all out the door because it starts soon. I'm glad I finally sat here and did this. I've been letting myself get sucked under and get swallowed and not figure out how to find my voice because partly January and partly two weeks ago in order to save the show, which ultimately didn't work because yesterday everything crashed again. But two weeks ago, thinking that I was going to save the show, I had to delete other shows. And I didn't let myself think too much. I just went in and deleted a bunch of old ones. But I had this strong image as I did it of reading the never ending story and the nothingness, the sense of history or my voice being swallowed, wiped away, just erased. I looked at show titles in the realm of numbers where I need to delete shows because I've already removed 200. Removed. And so many of those titles in this next set have meaning to me. They have such meaning to me. So I'm at a bit of an impasse. And that nothingness, I just, I feel it. It is such a strong image for me, such a strong specter. And of course, I have memories of reading that book that all make this a a moment. In truth, no one remembers when I said this or that or talked about this book or that or brought Myra Common to the show with the beautiful idea of the moments within the moments and Linda Berry again and again and tons of children's books, tons of children's books over the years and children's book illustrators, so many illustrated journals and graphic novels, the thises and that's week to week for so many years, since 2006. Now we're in the new shows that are being deleted. There was a little bit of a stopgap. I came back and now we are deleting new shows. No one remembers. I'm going to keep telling myself that. It's okay. No one remembers. Okay. But having to delete files to post new files is a catch-22. It is surreal in some way. Sort of sad. So new show goes up, old show vanishes. Ooh, we got a yin and a yang going, right? We have some balance, just not quite the balance that I would like. But 100 days, you should think about it. And tell me, tag me, tell me what you decide, what you're going to do. I'd like to follow along. I am the art. The art is me. So that is it for episode 437. And didn't quite meet my goal this month for podcasts because I got swallowed. I got swallowed whole. My daily numbers show where my mood has been. And 
sometimes, most of the time, you have to change that yourself. As always, thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to the CMP. I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And if you follow Creativity Matters Podcast, you will see the weekly prompts when those go up for Illustrate Your Week and other announcements related to the show. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way. Thank you to someone this week who sent me Kofi. I really appreciate it. Thank you to those of you at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. A word for the week. I've been putting it after my final words, but I'll tuck it in here. I don't know. Of all the things I talked about, we should go with blue screen. It'll give you a way to just make a blue square. You don't have to make it look like a computer blue screen unless you want to, but blue screen, I think that'll work. Let's go with blue screen for today. As always, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you, and don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.